Welcome to Power Talk Radio, where you can listen and learn from celebrities, icons, and everyday hardworking women. Their stories will empower and motivate you to be the best you can be. Our host, Tonya DeCosimo, is the founder of Power, professional organization of women of excellence recognized, and editor-in-chief of Power magazine. She is also an author, columnist, and has worked successfully for 30 years in the advertising and publishing industry. Welcome to today's program. Here's Tonya. Welcome to another episode of Power Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tonya DeCosimo. Today, we have a great episode. We are talking about betrayal. Nobody likes it. Nobody likes to be betrayed, but that's what we're talking about today. Betrayal from someone we trust is a very difficult thing to accept and to get over and to deal with. With guidance from an expert, we can learn how to move past betrayal so that we can resume good relationships, confidence, and of course, happiness. My guest today is Dr. Debbie Silver. She's a holistic psychologist and the founder of the Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute. Dr. Silver is a health mindset and personal development expert, as well as an award-winning speaker and coach. She is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Unshakable Woman, Four Steps to Rebuilding Your Body, Mind, and Life After a Life Crisis. Dr. Silber has appeared on Fox, CBS, The Dr. Oz Show, TEDx Twice, just to name a few. And she's also featured in the spring 2021 issue of Power Magazine, which we are so excited about. Welcome, Dr. Silber. How are you? Oh, you can just call me Debbie. Thank you so much. Such an honor to chat with you. Thank you for being here. It's a privilege. You know, betrayal. We've all been betrayed in some way, shape, or form. How do we move past this? Yeah, it's it's so painful because, you know, these are the people that gave us a sense of safety and security. This person, these people gave us a sense of security, and they're the very ones who shatter that sense of safety and security. So it's a lot to heal from. And so often what we do is we just try to, let's say we'll go to a therapist. Well, here's the thing. If that therapist isn't highly skilled in how to move someone through the betrayal process, it actually can do more harm than good. There's a lot to move through. It affects us physically, mentally, and emotionally, and it all needs to be cleaned up. Now, you talk about three groundbreaking discoveries from your PhD study on how we experience betrayal. Can you discuss that with us a little bit? Sure. Well, first of all, you don't study something like betrayal unless you have to. And uh, I had a horrible betrayal from my family, thought I did everything I needed to do to heal. A couple of years later, it was my husband. Anybody who's been through it, you're shocked, you're devastated, you're blindsided. Life, you know, as you've known it, is totally destroyed. So got him out of the house. And I was like, okay, um, what's common to, to these two experiences? And I was like, you know what? It's always been about everybody else. And I was never even on my own to-do list. And so many busy people do this same thing. You know, here I was four kids, six dogs, a thriving business. I was nowhere to be found. And I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm enrolling in a PhD program. I had no idea how I was going to pull this off, but I was like, that's what I'm doing. And it was in transpersonal psychology the psychology of transformation and human potential, because I was changing. I didn't quite understand what was happening. 
And so I, I enrolled in the program. It was time to do a study. So I studied betrayal. What holds us back? What helps us heal? And what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive? That study led to three groundbreaking discoveries. The first was that healing from betrayal is very different than healing from other life crises death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster. I had been through death of a loved one. I'd been through disease. And I was like, this feels different for me, but I didn't want to assume. So I asked all my study participants and I said, if you've been through other traumas, does it feel different for you? Hands down unanimously. They said, oh my gosh, it's so different. So it, and, and here's why. Let's say you lose someone you love, you grieve, you're sad, you mourn the loss. You don't question your very sanity. You don't take it personally. Right. You don't feel, you know, a sense of rejection, right? Betrayal shatters the self. So it all has to be rebuilt. So mm -hmm. when you rebuild um, from all that's been destroyed, right? You have a new perspective, insight that you didn't have before the experience. Plus you rebuild from that rejection, abandonment, confidence, worthiness, belonging, trust. You're now uh, in a state called post-betrayal transformation. Mm -hmm. That was the first discovery, that healing from betrayal is different. The second one was that there's, um, there's a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. We've had over well over 15,000 people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz to see to what extent they're struggling. What's so interesting about that is besides them sharing, um, you know, what's left in the wake of their betrayal, the symptoms, there's a question that reads, is there anything else you'd like to share? We've all heard time heals all wounds. Well, I have the proof that's not true because people write things like my betrayal happened 40 years ago and I can still feel the hate. My betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust again. My betrayal happened 15 years ago. I feel like it happened yesterday. So we know when it comes to betrayal, it does not heal on its own. Time does not just heal it. That's the second thing. Yeah. The third one was that, um, there, that while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many of us do, if yeah. we're going to heal, we're going to move through what's now five proven and predictable stages. What's even more exciting about that is now we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every stage, and we know what it takes to move from one of those stages to the next. Best part about that is now we know healing is predictable. And I'm happy to go through the five stages. You let me know. <laughs> I just, I want to ask you this. This yeah. is something that I found that it could be completely wrong, but I think women get past betrayal easier or quicker than men do. Do you find that? What I, what the, what the research proved and what, you know, and what the study found was that women are more likely to seek support. Okay. So I would say that it may be the case that they're getting through it easier because mm -hmm. they're the ones seeking support. And also I remember reading a study um, and, and it's all it's all in trust again. I mean, that's the latest, but this is actually my PhD dissertation, which is like 500 hours of research. Wow. And I was like, there's no way that, that you know, uh, only a research committee is gonna have access to this. So I turned it into a very reader friendly book. Uh, and it's, all, I mean, all the, the five stages, all of it. Anyway, there was one study about men and women, the difference. And it seems that women have a harder time with with lies and deception, while the men have a harder time with the physical infidelity. Okay. 
Yeah. Right, that kind of makes sense. <laughs> it's just a little bit differently. But but the thing is, I mean, we have in the PBT community, we have men, we have women, and um, and it's a profound loss. I mean, it's it's such a hard hit, regardless. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what are the four steps, four step trust rebuilding process that's outlined in your latest book, Trust Again? Okay, so and I can go through the five stages of betrayal. We can do that after if you sure. want. The, the, Which, yeah. Whichever goes in order, whichever you think is better. There's no water. There's okay. no, you know that that all needs to be cleaned up. So um, here's the thing: betrayal shatters completely, shatters trust, and it all needs to be rebuilt. And what happens is we're so quick to want to trust again, but if we don't rebuild the very foundation, it's very shaky and unstable. And when we have this shattering of trust, it affects everything, everything. It affects us in our health, in our work, in our relationships. For example, let's say we don't clean up our betrayal and heal that trust from the root. I'll see it. I'll see it in a few ways. In relationships, I'll see it in one of two ways. I'll see it where someone has a repeat betrayal. The faces change, but it's the same thing. They go from boss to boss, partner to partner, friend to friend. They're like, what the heck? Is it me? Yes, it is. There's this profound lesson you need to learn, you know, that you're worthy, deserving, lovable, whatever it is. And until and unless you do, you keep getting opportunities to learn that. The second way is we'll see that the big wall goes up. Nope. Been there, done that. No one's coming near me again. You know, yes, we keep the bad ones out, but we're keeping out the good ones too. So that means it's unhealed. We think it's coming from a place of strength. It's not. It's coming from fear. We see it in health, where people go to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. And at the root of it is this unhealed trust betrayal issue. Or, you know, we see it at work. You know, it's like you want to trust that boss or coworker or that collaborative partner, but you're terrified. The person you trusted the most proved untrustworthy. So we see it in all ways. So when it comes to rebuilding trust, you want to start with the very basic, the very the most foundational thing, because your foundation was rocked and shattered. Mm-hmm. That's where you start. So you want to uh, question something like, okay, um, with the most basic of things, I'm talking like, will the sun rise? I don't know. And check. And you're like, oh, what do you know? There it is. And you know, the next day, will the sunrise? I'm not sure. Oh, there it is again. And until and unless you feel that, that's where you start. Yeah. And once that's established, you can move to the next area. And then and then you need to trust in your wise inner guide, in your intuition, in your gut that we turn down so often. And you know, it's like if something doesn't feel right, it's not. If something feels good, it is. And we we forget that our gut is like 10,000 times more perceptive than our mind. Why do we fight it though? Why do we fight our, our gut? We think our, because our ego takes over, our mind takes over. And I mean, how many times has this happened where you had a gut feeling about something, mm-hmm. you overrode it and you're like, oh, I want to do that, right? Yeah. Trust your gut, it never lies. People do, your gut never does, right? Mm-hmm. So you strengthen that. And that's the second thing. And you sort of feel like you're building up these kind of invisible bodyguards around you. Once that's established, you can move to the next level. What happens with a, with a shattering of trust and betrayal is we don't trust ourselves. We're like, yeah. I'm a bright person. How did I not see? How did I not know? So mm-hmm. you need to learn to trust yourself again. So you give yourself little tasks. I'm going to drink that glass of water. And then you do. I am not going to call my ex. And then you don't. I'm going to make that phone call. And then you do. And you're learning that you are trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And so now think about it. You've rebuilt the very foundation. You trust in your gut. You trust your wise inner guide. You trust yourself. And only from that space in that place 
can you begin to slowly and carefully trust others? But what we do is we forget all that other stuff and we're like, okay, I'll just trust you again. No, it's rocky. We need to get that foundation set. That's the four step trust rebuilding press. I mean, I go into it in much greater detail and trust again. Yeah. Wow. You know, it's, it's, it's not easy. I mean, we've all been there and it's like, you want to trust so bad. Mm -hmm. And even, you know, you want to give people a second chance, right? And then sometimes we do, we go back, we give them a second chance, a third chance, and they do it again. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a difficult uh, uh, topic because, you know, we want to trust and, and we want to believe that people also can change and that they're not going to hurt us again. Well, here's the thing. Some absolutely can. But you need to know what you're working with. Like we, we teach in the community when it's safe and in your best interest to, mm. to, to heal and rebuild with that person. And when it's safe and in your best interest, just to heal yourself and move on. Like with my own experience, it was not an option to yeah. rebuild with my family. It just wasn't. So I rebuilt myself and move on with, you know, with my husband as two totally different people. We married each other again. So, you know, and, and this is, and I never would have done that. If he wasn't completely transformed and neither was I, what I see. You have so to want to, you have to want to change. You have to want to transform yourself. Well, and it's got to be radical. But what I see is we're so, so many people are so afraid of that complete and utter death and destruction of the old. Yeah. And, you know, and because of that, they can't birth the new. So mm. they're bringing all the old stuff and trying to create something new and it doesn't work. You know, there were three groups in the study who didn't heal and the group where the betrayer had no or little consequences. You know, it was like, all right, whatever. You know, let's let me just, they just wanted to get over it so bad and whether it was badly and whether it was out of financial fear, religious reasons, just fear, whatever, mm -hmm. um, they tried to overlook it. I only saw two things in this group, a further deterioration of the relationship. And by far, hands down, that group was the most physically sick. You can't take that. Right. But that's what we do. So many people do. Like when I had got my husband out of the house, I had no idea what was going to show up. I'm like, okay, I'm a single mom now. Here we go. Yeah. And it was only from that very healed space. And then he did the work on his own from his very healed space. Now we were coming at it from a completely new level. Hmm. But that's what has to happen when the other person doesn't change and they're unwilling or incapable. The yeah. only thing you can do is heal yourself and move on. Otherwise you're banging your head against the wall and completely wasting your time. Been there, done that with my family. It doesn't work. Yeah. Now, what services does the uh, PBT Institute offer to its members? So, you know, I, I, I created a community that I desperately wanted myself and needed myself when I was going through it. So the PBT, which stands for Post-Betrayal Transformation, the PBT Institute, there's no place like it. There's nothing else like it that exists. What it's, what's in there is what the study proved we need, mm -hmm. what the 15,000 plus people said they wanted. And I saw what wasn't working. And what wasn't working was people were numbing, avoiding, distracting, right? And we know it, that doesn't work. That's not in there. Mm -hmm. We saw that when people have the wrong type of support, it does more harm than good. That's not in there. And we also saw that people would maybe go to a support group, but it's like the ain't it awful club. And the minute you start feeling better, you don't belong. And I was like, none of that makes sense to me. So in the community, we have certified coaches. So they're certified in moving you through the five stages. And now I didn't explain what the stages were, but there are five stages. 
They're certified in moving you through, but they're also coming at it with their own areas of expertise in trauma, in chronic pain, in narcissism, in reconciliation. And they teach live daily classes. We have the signature program that walks you through the five stages that people could do on their own. We bring in experts to teach master classes in just the most amazing topics. I'm in there doing Q&A and we have the most amazing community that's there to lift and inspire. So it's it, there's nothing like it. I have to ask you this, you brought up the word narcissism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How do you deal with a narcissist? Yeah, you know, here's the thing. So often when, um, if you're co-parenting and you have to, you know, there are ways to manage that. But, but the biggest thing to learn when it comes to a narcissist, you're not crazy, you know, you're not crazy and it's not about you. And even though it happened to you, it's not about you. Likely they're not going to change unless they have this big catastrophic crash. So the best you could do is heal yourself and move on. True, true. You can't, you're not responsible for somebody else and you really can't change somebody else. So mm -hmm. we have to worry about ourselves. Absolutely. Now, what about the uh, charity opportunity offered monthly to uh, worthy causes from uh, the membership fund? Funds? Yes, this is so fun. This is so fun. Uh, it, it's just, it, this community is just so incredible. And I was like, you know what, what can make it just that much more wonderful for them. They're working so hard. They're facing things they never had to face. Like there's no fluff going on in that community. They are slaying their dragons, taking on their fears. They're doing, doing all of it. So one of the things that I implemented is every month uh, we have um, a member of the month we choose. And this is someone who's just working hard, showing up, taking classes, contributing on the, the forums and this and that. The first month of everyone's membership, a portion goes aside that I put towards charity. The member of the month, the chosen member of the month gets celebrated in the community, but they also get to choose to which charity those funds go. Oh. So we have supported the most amazing charities. And I, we're not talking about the big ones that everybody knows about. These amazing smaller charities that don't get the recognition they need. So what they do is we either support that charity and those funds that I put aside go towards, I write a check to a different charity every month or it can go towards a scholarship for someone yeah. to get a month in the community. It's been, it's been great. That's wonderful. That's really wonderful. Well, I've learned a lot. I, I believe it or not, I have. <laughs> <laughs> because there's some things that you make, you're making me think about. Um, I'm going through a little difficult time in my life right now. And, um, a few of the things that you said are really making me think about the direction that I have to go in. And all it takes is one little thing, right? For us to make a decision. Yeah, that's it. Um, with that being said, you're a very powerful, empowering woman. Uh, you help people all over. What does the word power mean to you? It means to me, it's feeling confident in your own skin. It's living on purpose. It's doing the work you're meant to do. It's taking your biggest trauma and turning, turning it into the, your greatest gift. I really feel like if we've been through something, we're obligated to share that, pass it forward, shorten someone else's learning curve. Yeah. And, and when you do that, it's trauma well served. Well, well said. <laughs> Is there
there any anything else you want to share with us today? Any advice? I mean, you've given us plenty of advice, but to women who are trying to balance it all and they're mm-hmm. they have been betrayed and 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 they're you know they're a single mom and they're running a household. What advice can you give to them? You know, I would really say there's not one thing I did that anyone couldn't do. You, you have this choice. You can numb, avoid, distract yourself because you think this is so awful. Let me just minimize this pain however I could, uh, however I can, yeah. but it doesn't ever go away. There's a saying we have in the community and it's face it, feel it, heal it. That is the oh, only like way. If you've been, if you've gone through something, you owe it to yourself, your family, those within your care and reach to do something really powerful with it. And mm-hmm. otherwise it's like a bad game of hot potato. You know, it's yeah. like on you and that's where it stays. No, you deserve so much more than that. So get the support you need to move through it. There's a version of you so strong, so healthy, so whole, so healed. She'd blow your mind and she's waiting to meet you. Oh, thank you so much. You're wonderful. Keep up the good work. Keep inspiring and empowering people. And if somebody wants to reach you, they can go to the pbtinstitute.com. Absolutely. Best thing to do, they should take the quiz. So the PBT, as in post-betrayal transformation, the pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz. Awesome. Okay. I hope everybody does that. And thank you for being with us today, Dr. Debbie Silber. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Power Talk Radio. We hope you were inspired by our show today and look forward to our next episode featuring another empowering woman. To learn more about being part of power, go to powerwo.com. That's www.powerwoe.com. And follow us on social media.